Well, hey there, everybody. Meteorologist Dave Turley here for another edition of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. And of course, I'm joined as always by meteorologist Andrew Gordon. Andrew, how are you doing today? Good. It's a Tuesday. Usually we do this later in the week, but we're hitting you guys on a Tuesday this week. And it is, uh, you know, kind of refreshing outside this morning coming into work. Yeah. Temperature was about 50 degrees. Not 49. Bad. 49 officially. Nice. Got the 40s. Yes. Love it. That's our actually our coolest temperature since back in April 20th, I think it was. April when we hit 20th. 44. Okay. Our first 40 since April. So Wow. Yeah, hey, I'll take it. A lot of people were happy about it. Talking with uh, Kyle this morning on the morning show, he was like, man, you just it's easier to get out because, <laughs> I mean, it gets old after a while when it gets cold for a long time. But yeah. I don't know, something about one of those first uh, cooler mornings that just gives you a little energy. Yeah, I was out walking the dogs, had the sweatshirt on, a little cool, but it was nice and uh, quiet. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep it our weather quiet. We are recording this today is, uh, as Andrew mentioned, Tuesday. It is October 4th, and we are starting this podcast talking about tropical stuff. Right. And so how go- mm-hmm. luckily, lucky we were with this right. last system. You know, I, I will say that, uh, you know, the system did kind of change up a little bit uh, a few times on us. And thankfully, we were kind of skimmed. If anything, we kind of really weren't as more of a coastal impact. But people seem to be pretty happy that we didn't have any impacts. I, I think that, hope so. Yeah. You know, sometimes <laughs> people are like, oh, you guys talked about this for a week. Nothing happened. Like, that's a good thing. You know, right. uh, we didn't want anything to happen. And also, a lot of people got a three or four day weekend out of it. So I think that helped was was nice if there was a middle of the week kind of system maybe a little different perception but right. you know it, it was mainly wind that we were dealing with um higher waves i know you know obviously the water along our coastline here in georgia and south carolina closed off to swimmers there were some surfers that got out there but they seem to enjoy that yeah i think that they to an extent know what they're doing otherwise it was tracking wind speed not even a lot of rain it just kept shifting further and further offshore to where we didn't really have too big of an impact from uh, precipitation. And that's one of the things we were tracking. This has been one of the storms, um, probably the trickiest storm that I can really kind of remember. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, there was Florence back there a couple of years ago where that was going to go down the coast or not. Uh, but this one here, you know, just like two, maybe three days before, it was tracking the Panhandle of Florida up towards western areas of Georgia. Then it started tracking a little bit further out uh, down to the south, and as the storm was maybe a little bit stronger, holding together more, going faster, because it was supposed to stall off the yeah. coast of Florida and bring all that rain. Um, it brought a lot of the rain, but it moved quicker, and it was a bit further south. So, unfortunately, uh, it made landfall as a very strong Category 4 hurricane near Sanibel Island, I think yeah. it was, Captiva Islands, down south of Tampa, uh, which got the worst of the storm. Yeah, the storm surge is just you know, incredibly sad to see the devastation that came from that. You don't want any anybody to to ever have to experience that. Unfortunately, some of those communities may never rebuild to the to the same way that they were. So it's it's been really sad to see all of that. But you know, we are hoping that maybe things start to quiet down. Typically, once we get to the middle of October, chances for a big hit to the continental United States do go down. So. Hopefully that's it for us this year, but of course we're still tracking stuff and still keeping our eyes on the ocean every day. Right, and uh, we're looking at the latest uh, tropical outlook. They actually put a special tropical outlook okay. uh, today uh, for the upgraded potential of a, that tropical uh, wave becoming a tropical system 
as it moves into the Caribbean. So that one this morning, as of the 8 a.m. Uh, special weather or tropical weather outlook that they had, uh, I believe it was a 20 and 40% chance. Yeah. They just bumped it up to 60% chance okay. of development. And some of the models, I think, are trying to develop a little something there. doesn't look like it's going to impact our area, which is definitely going to be uh, good news. But it definitely could be impacting um, parts of the Caribbean and maybe Central America. Yeah, it looks like it kind of wants to go in between Jamaica and Venezuela, but uh, continue off to the west. So this morning, like to your point, it was a 40% chance over five days. I guess, you know, bumping it up, they think that, maybe less of an impact from shear or something that would interact with it that would actually give it a better chance of becoming a tropical depression. So we'll have to watch that. And we could have two name systems out there because there's also that wave off of Africa that's moving off to the Northwest, though neither of which, even if they become named, will likely impact the continental United States, which is good to hear. Like there's stuff out there, but it's a big ocean. doesn't look like anything's directly getting close to us. Yeah, and then you're taking a look right now on the screen of the uh, what we're watching out there. So that one got a, a 60% chance of development. And then you're looking at the other system, which is an area of low pressure yeah. out there into kind of just to the west, southwest of the Cabo Verde Islands. That has an 80% chance of development. And a lot of the models do develop this, a very short-lived tropical something out there, but it, that looks to remain in the central Atlantic as well. It's almost going into no man's land, that one that's off the west coast of Africa. So yeah, that, that does have the quicker chance of being named, maybe within the next day or so, right. tomorrow perhaps. But, yeah, we'll, we'll be watching the Caribbean system as well because, you know, just in proximity, it's closer to us. Any influence, though, I don't think we would feel. I think we're, we're safe for now. Right. We are safe for now, and I believe the next name on the list, let's see if this is going to go. The next name on the list, as we can see, is going to be Julia. Julia. We've gone through uh, all the way through the I named, and we've had – uh, let's see, four hurricanes already, and uh, a total of, what is that, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine tropical storms, four of them going on to become hurricanes, yeah. and two Category 4 hurricanes already. Yeah, you know, Cat 4s are not all that common. Um, I mean, there were there was a time where we kind of thought Ian might become a Cat 5 right before landfall. Didn't happen, but yeah, we've got a couple major hurricanes already, still time to go. And uh, like I said, I think things look like they want to calm down a little bit longer term, especially like our weather is very quiet. We've got uh, kind of some reinforcing cooler, drier air coming for the weekend. Uh, right now, we kind of have a blocking pattern that even if there was something out there, I think we would be safe from from that just because of the synoptic weather pattern that we have, which is good news. Yeah, and NOAA has released their 8 to 14 day temperature outlook. They always do this, of course, and this is valid from October 12th through the 18th and as you can see there's a a very high likelihood a higher than normal likelihood that we are going to see these temperatures a little bit below average yeah so a little cooler fall like weather trying to return here for uh, our area i think a I'll lot of people it. be enjoying that yeah and uh, two weeks out then that would mean that we probably have temperatures in the morning upper 50s to about 60 and then afternoon maybe upper 70s to about 80 right so that's what i'm imagining a couple Slight, couple weeks yeah, out. slightly below uh, you know a little bit below average our normal high is still about 82 so we're still in the 80s yeah. and our normal low is typically about 64 or so uh, and that'll be dropping pretty much every day now this time of the year yeah you know we're losing daylight so Ex exactly uh, daylight uh, sunset today uh, 704 so we're almost setting before seven o'clock we'll be before seven o'clock before the week is out i think and i think the sunrise was around 720 yes so 
Yes. So that's a look at the, uh, the temperature outlook here, getting into the, uh, the rain. And it looks like we are going to see maybe a little bit better chance of a drier than normal. And we don't have any rain in this seven-day forecast. No. And we, we've gone from waiting for the dry weather to get here, you know, uh, just soaked with rain, going through all that wet conditions to, all right, we're starting to need a little bit of some rain. Yeah, <laughs> no, it really is dry. I don't, I don't remember a time where I've been able to put a 0% chance in consistently for seven days. And we've really done that since Ian's departure. Right. So it, you know, long-term, some areas probably won't get rain for 10 days. You know, it's right now looks like seven at least. And then, you know, some questions form a little bit further after that. But yeah, I think at least a week to a week and a half looking very dry across the area for sure. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's been a while because with Ian, we were expecting to get some rain out of yeah, this. Yeah, we were. And then when the models were coming in, they said, this is going to be a sharp line between who sees rain and who doesn't. And a lot of inland areas, if you lived west of Interstate 95, you didn't really see much of anything out of that storm. But Beaufort County, even coastal areas of Chatham, saw some decent rain, some areas over an inch to two inches. Yeah. Uh, so you did get some rain, but a lot of us are starting to get dry and the latest drought monitor will be coming out Thursday. It'd be interesting to see how that uh, shapes up. Yeah. And we usually show that to you guys on air as well as sometimes we put it on our socials, but yeah, it really was a case of the have and have nots because uh, Tybee was getting rain. All of our low country areas getting rain that morning um, that, that Ian was coming in. But then, you know, even Chatham County, like if you look to Chatham Parkway, I mean, we didn't get much and that's not even a 20 mile difference. So there's always going to be a threshold. There's always going to be a line of who sees rain and who doesn't. It was just a very, like, sharp one. So. And, yeah, and I don't think a lot of people were complaining uh, about um, this because, you you know, it was just a very hard storm to forecast. Uh, very tricky um, with that storm being stronger than expected, holding together longer, even over Florida, yeah. and then continuing to work its way to the northeast. It basically curved right around our area. It did. If it was like a boomerang, except yeah. it didn't come back. It, it really pushed itself further into the ocean, which gave itself more time over water, which is why it maintained that 85-mile-an-hour sustained speed for so long. But also with being further east, that gives it more time, that keeps it further away from us. Mm -hmm. So it would have had to been a weaker system to kind of cling more so to the Florida, Georgia, South Carolina coastline directly toward our area. So it still wouldn't have been you know, a terrible situation if we were to get a weaker storm closer to us, but there was a stronger storm a little bit further away. And that's why there weren't a lot of inland impacts felt at all. There were some wind gusts over 35 to 40 miles an hour. So technically speaking, we did have some tropical storm force wind oh, gusts yeah. west of 95. So that's why you had the watches that were west of 95. The storm. tropical storm warnings, actually. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, they did upgrade those on the last day. So, uh, you know, you don't have to have rain to qualify for that. You get wind gusts over 39. There you go. Tropical storm force wind. And the one thing that we really lucked out on, too, is the flooding. Mm -hmm. um, the storm was moving quicker. So a lot of those easterly winds have been piled up during the low tide. And when we were thinking we we're going to get that Friday morning tide to watch, well, with it moving quicker, by the time that storm was getting in here, those tides were occurring. It was more of a westerly wind. So yeah. the tides were really underperforming, which is great. We'll take that. Yeah, and all that means is that the wind was, by that point, since the storm was almost parallel to us off the coast, that it was wrapping it around because it spins counterclockwise. So the wind was more so from the northeast, 
pushing offshore. So it was battling the tide that was trying to come in. It was a force that was providing friction. It was pushing back on it. Whereas if this was even three hours slower, it would have been more of a onshore wind yes. coming in here, not from the northeast, but we had it coming in from the northwest, which was what was pulling it out. But if even if it was a slight northeast or easterly breeze at all, it would have been stacking that water yep. up. And we lucked out on that big time. And yes, we did. I think we started getting hints of that maybe 12, 16 hours before. I yes. know that uh, we were watching the tides very Thursday closely. Night. We had a group chat. We were talking about it. And then I woke up to uh, Jamie saying like, hey, like, you know, lower the tide forecast. This is moving quicker. Just a heads up before you come into work. Yeah. And, and we get the tide forecast from the National Weather Service. They're looking at that out of Charleston. And they were had that mention there Thursday night saying these tides are not running as high and uh, they've actually, they lowered it. I think it was supposed to be a 10.9 foot tide, yeah. which when the third highest ever at Fort Pulaski, that's what they were still forecasting for Friday morning. Then they were looking at things and they lowered it uh, to 10.1, I think it was, which would have been high, but might not even have covered yeah, Highway 80. That would have been maybe a minor flood stage. Yes. And that wouldn't have covered 80. I think at this point, you kind of have to get to 10.5-ish. I think so. So, you know, it gets very technical there, but we're looking at it. But I mean, still, like if you look at the astronomical versus where we actually were at, still two feet above yeah. where it was. So that's technically like a, you had a bit of a surge. I actually even still getting pictures in from the system today, seeing, uh, seeing some crazy erosion down in the Golden Isles. So they took kind of a thrashing from the waves and, and I didn't see a lot of erosion because I've been out on Tybee since then. And I've seen video of, of, you know, some of our reporters out on Hilton head, but you know, there still were coastal impacts and that's yeah. a big deal when it goes into beach renourishment and millions of dollars go into that with state and city money. So still is a big deal. Even if you didn't see damage at your home. Right. Well, uh, we dodged another one and thankfully, uh, hopefully we're quieter, um, for the rest of this year and Hope so. years to come. But of course we'll be continuing to give you updates on that as we go on through. I think that's going to pretty much, uh, wrap it up, but we didn't talk about, we got weekend plans. Yeah, we got I know we- it's only Tuesday today. Yeah, but I know. But that's we why got we're weekend doing it Tuesday. Well, weekend plans usually in- involve the yard and I know that you're saying getting a little dry. Otherwise you're looking good. Yeah. I had to put the fungus side down. I started to get a little fungus in there. Um, creeping up. So I put the fungus side down and it, it's looking better now. Um, I think it's time for some pre emergent some weed stuff uh, that needs to go down as well. So yeah. I'll have to do that. But my daughter's coming home from college. So nice. I'm very excited about that. Samantha Jane's coming home and uh, we're very excited. She's going to do a little bit of some working because she wants oh. to get a little bit of some money while she there comes home. So, uh, and plus we have, we have Phil in the park. Uh, this weekend at uh, Forsyth Park. Right. So I'll be doing that, but she'll be working. So hopefully we'll get to hang out with her a lot Friday night, Sunday, and okay. Monday. Is this her first time coming back since leaving? She surprised us two weeks ago, or was it three weeks ago? She came home. Uh, what was it? It was Labor Day. Okay. It was, Labor, it was a couple weeks ago. I gotcha. It was three. Well, there you go. Um, so that was her first time come back. So this would be her, her second time. Yeah, and, um, you know, thankfully you don't have to work this weekend. Uh, fill in the park. We got to do fill, yeah, in, fill the in the park. And also, the weather looks great for it. Temperatures probably more people will start piling in there closer to sunset. So maybe lower seventies at that point, somewhere in that range. We don't have a rain chance in the forecast. Much to the, you know, uh, happiness of our managers who have been putting this together behind the scenes. You know, we give the forecast. We can't create it, but it always helps on big days like St. Patrick's Day or any of these big parade days or big event days when we're like, yep, you don't have to worry about the forecast looking good. And that's the way it's going to be looking like 
for this one uh, as well. So, uh, what about? Uh, do you want to talk about? Anything? Yeah, sure. I'm, I, uh, I didn't know if you wanted to or no, not. That's why fine. I didn't want to bring going, it up. Going out of town. Okay, there um, you go. We're going out of town with a girlfriend and going to visit kind of uh, her old stomping grounds and experiencing some things I've never experienced, which is a true fall. Uh, the weather looks good up north and going to do some uh, horse race watching, maybe do some betting. I don't know. I don't really know what I'm doing when it comes to that. Usually I'm watching cars go around in a circle, so horsepower of a different kind. And then, uh, you know, looking at some fall foliage, maybe do like some bourbon tours. A bourbon tour. I've, bourbon, I've, I've yeah. I'm a, I don't drink bourbon. Yeah. I wouldn't know the difference between good bourbon and bad bourbon, but I guess if I did a tour and tasted, yeah. uh, you can taste the difference. Well, I like I old assume. fashions. That's kind of the, the drink of choice for me if I had, you know, if I'm getting one at a bar. So I, I'm not a big drinker, but that's if I had to pick one. I like that. And then, you know, just like fall things that we can't do here, like apple orchards and, yeah. you know, Hay rides and like those, yeah, those kind of things. Very uh, used to those growing up in upstate New York. Right. So I never really experienced those growing up in Texas because they're like a pumpkin patch, but they would have just like hauled in a bunch of pumpkins on a truck because they don't grow there and then put them in a, you know, a field yep. and you don't know the difference when you're a kid. But it would be cool to kind of go and do some of that, that real stuff and, and get out of town. And I'm sure they're going to have some good fall foliage up Hope there so. as well. Yeah. You know, I've never really experienced it and being down here in you know, coastal Georgia, we don't, sometimes when you're driving on 16, you see some leaves changing if it's not an evergreen tree, but I, I you know, 90% of the trees we look at are those pine trees and they're yeah. evergreen. They don't change. I mean, right. they shed their needles for pine straw, but uh, yeah, they're mostly green. So we're they don't get as colorful as you get up. Uh, not quite as yeah. exuberant there. So a lot of stuff going on this weekend. It should be exciting. And mm -hmm. I think your weather should be good as well. Hopefully. Yeah. It looks like a little, a little bit on the cool side. So bring a sweater. I'm all for it. Let's <laughs> do it. You'll be good to go. Yeah. All right, everybody, that uh, does it for another edition of the WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast, and we will see you next week.